Support for Defiance comes from Kraken, consistently rated the best and most secure Bitcoin exchange. Kraken puts the power in your hands to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. With 24-7, 365 world-class customer support, you can trust Kraken to support you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Available at kraken.com or via the mobile app, which is on the Apple or Android app stores. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N-P-R-O. Support also comes from BlockFi. With bank interest rates so low at the moment, there needs to be a new way of doing things, and BlockFi allows just that. With a BlockFi interest account, you can earn up to 8.6% APY on cryptocurrency deposits with interest paid monthly into your account. BlockFi has a loan account which allows you to borrow money at rates as low as 4.5%, so you can keep control of your Bitcoin whilst freeing up some cash. Not only that, BlockFi has a credit card coming out which allows you to earn up to 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every purchase. Accounts are quick to set up, flexible and secure. BlockFi really is the future of finance. To find out more, head to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. Britney's rise to fame and fall from grace led her to being put into a conservatorship in 2008. It was only in 2019 that the public realised that this conservatorship has continued to this very day. Her conservators, led by her father, control her professional career and her finances. And according to many in the Free Britney movement, they control every aspect of her life. Then, in late 2020, Britney said publicly that she would not perform again as long as her father was her conservator, proving that all was not happy in the House of Spears. In this episode, we ask if Britney is being held against her will, or is it in her interest to remain under this court order? Has she been sending coded messages to her fanbase about the conservatorship, or are some fans reading too much into it? And are the long list of conservators, financial advisors, and family members that have been happy to keep her under control for 13 years, doing it for her own good? or simply doing it to line their own pockets. It seems back in 2008, even Britney was aware that she had a problem and had been mixing with the wrong crowd. I had like certain people in my life that were, that were just bad people, and I was very guarded at first, but then I went to a point where I ended up letting them in because I was lonely, or whatever the fact, and I really paid the consequences for that, and big time. The wrong people she was most likely talking about here was Sam Lutfi and his crew. Sam became her manager in mid-2007, at a point in which she was at her lowest. Some would argue he was the cause of that downward spiral. And it was during her time with Lutfi that the paparazzi frenzy was at its height, and that Britney cut contact with her family. Former child star Amanda Bine was also placed into a temporary conservatorship by her parents. She claimed San Lutby was working with her parents and wanted to put a restraining order out on him. And according to court records, in 2019, Courtney Love and her daughter put a permanent restraining order against him. Love had been briefly managed by Luffy and had also undergone physical and emotional health issues and was rumoured to have narrowly avoided a conservatorship. What role Lutfi was playing in Britney's life isn't exactly clear, but Lynn Spears, her mother, 
had previously made some outrageous accusations against him. As we saw in the previous episode with Eric Kramer's case, sometimes families use conservatorships as a way to stop people stealing from the vulnerable. It would make sense for Britney's family and their financial advisers to look at a conservatorship to protect her estate if Lutfi or others were abusing the access they had. I spoke to Lutfi briefly whilst researching this series, but he refused to talk to me on the phone. Brittany and her family have recently had a fourth restraining order issued against him, but whatever role he may or may not have played in her collapse back then, he's out of it now. We're going to look at some of the key figures that can't be ignored in this story. These are people that have been involved in Brittany's conservatorship in some capacity. The first of these is Andrew Wallet. He was co-conservator of Brittany's finances, along with her father from 2008 to 2019. This means he was effectively in charge of where her money went and how she could spend it for more than a decade. Wallet was reportedly earning $426,000 a year as co-conservator and received a $100,000 payout in January 2019 when he resigned. In October 2018, Wallet claimed the $426,000 a year was not even half of what he would normally charge for the services he provided, which included bringing stability and leadership to Britney's career and keeping literally hundreds of people in check, including vendors, dancers and hairstylists, who, he alleged, could have brought financial disaster to Britney by derailing her rehabilitation efforts. Um, I used to be a paralegal for... An attorney that worked um, with Britney's conservatorship, I am no longer with them. Um, While it resigned around the same time as the anonymous voicemail was left, exposing the conservatorship from someone claiming to be working within his team. This was the same time that Britney's tour was cancelled, due to her father's poor health. But according to the voicemail, her father cancelled the tour as punishment for Britney's attempt to break the rules of the conservatorship. So Jamie said, either you... Take this medication or the show's off and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my support and you can't do it. Um, Brittany did not follow Jamie's instructions and so he was true to his word. He pulled the show. He Wallet claims he quit said, because without the planned 2019 tour, there would be no funds to pay his fees. The main argument of the Free Britney movement is how can someone whose mental health has deteriorated to the point that they cannot make the most basic life decisions still be allowed to perform and make millions of dollars? Millions of dollars that her conservators decide how to spend. We can't know for sure whether she needs to be under a conservatorship 13 years after her breakdown or not. One thing we do know now is that she doesn't want the current conservator to be in charge of her. That conservator is her previously absent and once alcoholic father, a man she said she's afraid of, a man who's had a restraining order put on him from his own grandchildren, and a man who the Free Britney movement believes has potentially been siphoning off millions of dollars that Britney has earned for over 12 years. Britney's conservatorship is split into two parts, her person and her estate. Up until September 2019, Jamie Spears, her father, was conservator of both. But in September 2019, Jodie Montgomery, a professional conservator, was made conservator of her person, effectively her caregiver. 
Her father, who remained conservator of her estate, said this change was implemented due to personal health reasons. On August the 17th, 2020, another court case heard how Britney's conservatorship would remain in place for another year, and her request that her father be removed from the conservatorship was denied. In November 2020, the Bessemer Trust was brought in to act as a co-conservator of the estate. Britney's attorney, Sam Ingham, had previously claimed that it would be highly detrimental to Britney's interest to give Jamie any more control over her estate. Whilst Britney had requested that Jodie Montgomery remain in the role as conservator of her person, she wanted her father removed from his role as her finance manager. Instead, she wanted that role to go to a qualified corporate fiduciary. The court declined to remove Jamie from his role in her conservatorship, and in a last-ditch attempt to stop him controlling her life, Britney has now said she will not perform again if her father is in charge of her career. Britney and her father have not spoken in a long while and have no viable working relationship, said her attorney. Jamie is respectful of Britney's space and he's also respectful of her attorney's request that he not contact her. But the key is Britney knows that she can contact her daddy any time and that he will be there for her. Whether or not there's a conservatorship, Jamie will love Britney, said Jamie Spears' lawyer, Vivian Thoreen. Jamie is not suggesting that he is the perfect dad or that he would receive any Father of the Year award. Like any parent, he doesn't always see eye to eye on what Brittany may want, she continued. But Jamie believes every single decision he has made has been in her best interest. He would love nothing more than to see Brittany not need a conservatorship. But that is up to his daughter to make that happen, Thoreen said. Her father's point, right, is like she had not that much money when I took control and now she has $60 million. So don't tell me that I haven't helped her. This is Vanessa Gregoriadis, a journalist who spent time in Britney's world in 2007 for Rolling Stone magazine. You know, and then the deeper point is like, well, if she just doesn't want him involved, but she's willing to have a conservator, then why isn't he letting go? Why isn't he just saying, okay? What we do know is they have a complicated relationship. They always have had one, you know, he was not around when she was little. He was an alcoholic when she was a little bit older, divorced from the mom. You know, the mom seems to be more of a stable presence. We have her son saying that grandpa is not nice. So, you know, there's a lot of arrows that are indicating that something is wrong in the relationship between Brittany and her father. We don't know if there's been a change in their relationship in recent months, or whether the publicity around her conservatorship has given her the confidence to speak out against her father. The threat that she'll not work under him, however, may well be showing she's more empowered than she has been in the past, because for the last 13 years, she has been working whilst under conservatorship. I believe that she was essentially blackmailed into working. This is Kevin Wu from the Free Britney movement again. What was and still is most important to her are her kids. I think that she believed that if she went along with the conservatorship, that that would increase the chances of her getting back custody of her kids. And so... Um, I think it's unfortunate. I think it's disgusting that they used 
her kids as bargaining chips. Um, but I think that is my response to the argument that Brittany, you know, was went along or that she agreed with the conservatorship. You know, she agreed to it with conditions. Brittany had lost custody of her kids just prior to being put into conservatorship. So it's very likely that the conservatorship team had explained that by entering into this court order, it would be a pathway to getting better access to her kids. Having people around her to ensure she was safe, well and clean would have certainly helped persuade courts to allow her to spend more time with her children. But, Kevin argues, children should never be used as leveraged, and of all the people to be conservator of Brittany, her father should be bottom of the list. You would think that independent judicial system would would take into consideration, you know, Jamie's past. But unfortunately, I think that you've pointed out, you know, a flaw in the judicial system and in our society is that um, both the judge and the rest of us were so quick to accept Jamie Spears as Britney's conservator and not question it. I think that speaks to the pervasive sexism, you know, in our culture, uh, you know, as a, as a whole, how, you know, everyone was quick to accept that a man should be in charge of a woman's life, that a man should dictate a woman's behavior Never mind that the facts say that Brittany hadn't, hadn't committed a crime. You know, she, she hadn't done anything to really justify removing her civil rights. Not, and even criminals are afforded certain rights that Brittany herself doesn't have. So it's very telling that um, a lot of people were, you know, quick to connect what they felt like was inappropriate behavior for a woman to this conservatorship and not question a man who is clearly unqualified for the job. And the aggressive nature that Jamie Spears has taken against those who question the conservatorship is very telling. As soon as the conservatorship started, um, the Breathe Heavy, which is the biggest um, online Britney fan community, the owner of that site is Jordan Miller. Um, so he led a campaign to free Britney then. And then he actually personally got a call from Jamie Spears threatening to shut his website down. And, and that kind of put a stop to that. It seems there's been a history of legal threats in this story over the years, which some say are bullying people into silence. Hi, this is Tom Pattinson. I'm uh, calling uh, to try and get hold of Lou Taylor for a I spent some time trying to get hold of Lou Taylor, a name that's been long associated with Britney Spears. I wanted to ask her about many of the claims from the Free Britney movement that she was instrumental in orchestrating the conservatorship and her subsequent role managing her finances. Lou Taylor runs a talent management company called TriStar that looks after the finances of entertainment and sports stars. She's been portrayed as a puppet master in this tale, and I was eager to get hold of her to see if I could actually get to the truth. And eventually, I did get hold of her. Sort of. G'day, Peter. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, things have taken a little bit of a different turn. I've just had a long email uh, letter from Lou Taylor's management, or lawyers, 
After a number of emails and calls, I finally received a four-page long reply to the questions I put to Taylor from her legal team. This was very helpful to try to clarify some of the many accusations that were floating around the internet. But when I asked for specific information and details concerning some of the financial aspects of the arrangement, the conversation was brought to an end. Hey, Pete. Um, I've had another email from um, Lou Taylor's legal team. A lot less friendly this time. I'll forward According over to many in the Free Britney movement, it was Lou Taylor who encouraged Jamie Spears to put Britney into conservatorship. And she's been the apparent mastermind behind all of what subsequently happened. Britney's father, Jamie, so the argument goes, was not smart enough to come up with the idea all on his own. I would agree with the argument that Jamie Spears is not bright enough to do this on his own. So he definitely had help. The theory goes that it was Lou Taylor's idea to implement the conservatorship. Um, And Jamie was really kind of her way into it because um, she knew that the court would be more likely to approve it if a family member was conservator. This theory came about from an extract in Lynn Spears' book, which said that Jamie had wanted to put Britney under a conservatorship six weeks earlier than he actually did. And it mentions Jamie's business manager, Lou, in the same section of the book. There are also court documents from September 2008, in which the lawyer, Geraldine Weil, states that she spoke to Lou Taylor as one of a number of family members, caregivers and other lawyers whilst researching numerous issues relating to a potential conservatorship in early January 2008. We also know that Lou Taylor was business manager to both her father, Jamie, and sister, Jamie Lynn. You know, Lou Taylor, she's a very savvy business manager. Um, She got, she sort of wormed her way into the Spears family in 2006. Um, Not sure whether she was her dad, Jamie's business manager first, or her sister, Jamie Lynn's business manager, but she was already in their life when she tried to get into Britney's life in, you know, 2007. And according to um, emails that um, admittedly have not been substantiated, but uh, that uh, Britney regarded Lou Taylor as a stalker, you know, um, and so it was not ever Britney's choice to hire Lou Taylor. In response to this, Lou Taylor's team told me that... TriStar represented other Spears family members at and before the time conservatorship was created, and TriStar representatives were party to certain conversations relating to a possible conservatorship. TriStar did not advocate for or against the creation of a conservatorship because it was not their place to do so. TriStar, including Lou Taylor, had no role in the creation of the conservatorship and TriStar had zero authority over the conservatorship throughout its 11-year tenure as business manager. She and Jamie have, you know, set up dozens of companies to manage the Britney brand. And so, um, you know, Lou is making money from this conservatorship, from all the projects that, you know, Britney has done and potentially all the royalties that she would receive from the projects uh, before conservatorship even. With the publicly available information, it's impossible to know what funds have gone where, but Lou Taylor's team have said, 
that for the 11 years that TriStar served as business manager for the estate, TriStar was obligated to give and did give weekly accountings to the co-conservators of that estate, Andrew Wallet and Jamie Spears, as well as to the Conservatees Court-Appointed Counsel, Samuel Ingham. The estate also prepared and filed 11 annual accountings to the probate court for review, and all 11 accountings were approved by the court without objection. Although we know Lou Taylor had either a personal or professional relationship with Jamie Spears from at least 2007, if not before, according to Lou Taylor's team, TriStar was hired as business manager of Britney's estate initially for just the circus tour in 2009 and then in 2010 was hired permanently, a position TriStar held until 2020. TriStar received an annual fee to manage Britney's estate, although it's not clear what that was. It was reported that it doubled to a minimum of $500,000 a year in 2019. But Lou Taylor's team failed to address this subject when asked. As well as being the president of TriStar, Lou Taylor was also founder of financial advisory firm Stonebridge Investment. She's also listed as regional representative of a company called Prime Capital Services. Stonebridge was operating by 2002. In 2010, the year that Lou Taylor started managing Britney Spears, the funds under management of Stonebridge leapt from around $25 million to $58 million. There's no evidence that any of Britney's estate was invested in Stonebridge. From 2010 to 2020, the funds remained about the same. Until 2020, when those funds under management of Stonebridge leapt from around $50 million to around $600 million. It's not public information as to where that additional injection of over half a billion dollars in funds came from, and there's no evidence to suggest any of it was made up from Britney's estate. We do know that Britney's sister Jamie Lynn, who was the sole trustee of Britney's estate until 2008, requested that part of Britney's estate be transferred to Stonebridge Wealth Management in August 2020. Also in 2020, Lou Taylor resigned as Britney's financial manager. Her lawyers state... After a sustained period of online abuse and death threats, copies of which were sent to me and which I can confirm are not pleasant at all. Many Britney fans have used media reports that claim Britney's worth based on earnings from touring, album sales and shows, including her Las Vegas residency, which grossed $137.7 million between 2013 and 2017, is remarkably low. A Forbes headline from last month titled... Britney Spears' worth revealed, and it's shockingly low, does little to quash rumours of impropriety from those managing her funds. But the letter I received claimed, No money was mismanaged or disappeared over the 12-year period TriStar managed the estate. Two different California Superior Court judges, first Judge Reva Goetz and later Judge Brenda Penny, carefully reviewed and scrutinised all financial information of the estate on a regular and ongoing basis. Both judges verified that all funds were fully accounted for and approved the accountings. Moreover, counsel for the various parties, including Miss Spears' court-appointed counsel, Miss Spears herself and others, have reviewed the same ongoing financial reports as they were filed and never alleged disappearing funds or anything of the sort. When Taylor stepped down, Britney's father quickly installed Michael Caine in the financial advisory role. He didn't discuss the appointment or salary with Brittany, which her lawyer, Sam Ingham, said 
was a blatant attempt by James to retain full functional control of her assets, books and records. One of the first times we heard of Lou Taylor was in a leaked email from 2007 that purports to be from Britney Spears to her lawyer at the time, which states that there was a crazy lady named Lou Taylor who was stalking her and sending her gifts and that she wanted her lawyer to stop her. This, argued the Free Britney movement, is evidence that Britney did not approve of Lou Taylor and her later becoming her financial advisor. Lou Taylor's team categorically denied the authenticity of this email. On April 23, 2019, Miss Spears posted on her Instagram account that she did not write those emails. The Instagram post they're referring to is one where she wrote, These fake emails everywhere were crafted by Sam Lutfi years ago. I did not write them. He was pretending to be me and communicating with my team with a fake email address. The timing of these Instagram posts and the location of where they were posted from has brought into question whether it was Britney making these posts or someone else on her behalf. It was January 2019 when the voicemail from the man thought to be an assistant on Andrew Wallet's team was left. And in it, he stated that Britney had broken the rules of her conservatorship by driving to Starbucks and not taking her meds. As punishment, her dad had cancelled her tour and put her into a mental institution or rehab against her will. Obviously, the voicemail has not been confirmed, but the tour was cancelled, and Wallet did leave his position shortly after this in March of 2019. According to Jamie Spears, the tour was cancelled, but due to his ill health, and Wallet left because no tour meant no role or income for him. But in those first months of January, Britney's usually very active Instagram account went quiet. There were no posts between January the 12th and April the 3rd, when finally a post was put up that read, We all need to take time for a little me time, smiley face. The Free Britney movement claimed that it couldn't have been Britney who wrote this, because the post ended with an emoticon smiley face, rather than Britney's preferred emoji smiley face. But isn't that just a conspiracy or a coincidence? Perhaps. But the next post, the one that Lou Taylor's team was referring to on April the 24th, based on detailed photographic analysis, seems to have been taken from the inside of Bridges to Recovery Hornby Hills, a mental health treatment facility in Los Angeles. But just because the Instagram post was shot inside a mental health facility doesn't mean that Britney was there against her will or that she didn't create the post herself. So could it have been, as the post claimed, that Sam Lutfi did send those emails. I asked the recipient of that email, Britney's lawyer at the time, Gary Stiffelman, if the email was real and if he received it and knew who it was from. He told me he won't speak about Britney and is still under client attorney privileges. So I tried Sam Lutfi again. He didn't want to talk on the phone, but he told me I did not write that nor any email and Britney did not write that Instagram post and everyone knows that. But fundamentally, as Lou Taylor's lawyers point out, Brittany testified under oath at her deposition on May the 2nd, 2016, that she never wrote any emails and did not even use her computer throughout all of 2007 and 2008. It's been claimed that Lou Taylor had used conservatorships as a tool to 
get access and control the finances of fragile celebrities and manipulate vulnerable families, and that Britney was not the only one. The musician Courtney Love, widow of Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain, was one name that kept coming up. I contacted Courtney and was told she didn't want to comment on the matter. The following day, however, in response to a post on Instagram, she did, claiming that Taylor had attempted to put her into a mutated strain of conservatorship, as she called it. Lou Taylor and Tristar never represented Courtney Love, nor any member of her family, nor any entities affiliated with her or her family members. Moreover, Lou Taylor and Tristar have never even spoken to Miss Love ever, responded Taylor's team. Miss Love either has mistaken Lou Taylor with someone else or completely made up the issue, possibly as a way to get attention. Courtney Love has mentioned Britney and this case in a number of other, sometimes confusing and abstract social media posts. And so I followed up with Courtney's team again, several times, but I no longer got a response from them. Let's go back again, back to 2007. Brittany was having a tough year. Her aunt died, she was divorcing her husband and the father of her two young boys, and he was fighting for sole custody. She was probably going through some postpartum depression and had rejected the help of her friends and family. She'd fallen out with her family and hadn't spoken to her mum, who she cherished, for seven months after she pushed her into rehab, something Brittany didn't feel she needed. When the sole custody was given to her husband, Kevin, she broke a visitation agreement by being late returning her children. She fell in with the wrong crowd, was partying too much, and things got out of control. Like all breakdowns, they build slowly and then come crashing down suddenly. Death by a thousand cuts. Brittany has a family history of depression and mental instability, and she wouldn't be the first to suffer from the effects that rapid rise to fame and stardom brings, especially to one so young, and one so aggressively hounded by the media. So finding a legal solution to take care of her would make sense, especially, as it was claimed at the time, if she was under the influence of an unknown substance when she failed to return her kids to her husband on time. Vanessa Gregoria this again. We have no idea what kind of illness she has. It seems probable that there is some illness given that she's been to you know she's had this conservatorship um at the time of her breakdown she was you know called a habitual and frequent and continuous user of drugs by a judge so you know there's a lot of arrows pointing to there being drug use problems and some sort of mental illness, though none of that, you know, has been confirmed to the point where um, anybody knows what the illness is. I don't think there was a question of whether Brittany needed help in early 2008. And when talking to people about this series, the question that has come up time and again has been whether Brittany is indeed mentally stable enough to leave her conservatorship. Her sometimes bizarre Instagram posts are one reason for these questions. I just wanted to let you guys know the five most important things that you need to bring when you go to the beach. A towel, oil, sunscreen, a dog, and a hat. I'm going to go to my jacuzzi now. I think there's a lot of people online who aren't, like, fully clocking how 
strange she seems in these videos and that she might need a conservatorship. I mean, all people who are famous are a little, you know, out out there. Um, and I think fame really, you know, as, as they say, it's the mask that eats into the face. You know, I think what you see on Instagram is, is so much more like dark than just what somebody, you know, she's obviously trying to be the person that she was at 19. Like she's wearing all these clothes that are really kind of inappropriate for a mom of two. You know, she's speaking in this very high little girl voice. But I don't think that that you could have just had that happen from fame. Some fans have claimed that Britney is responding to questions on Instagram in coded messages to avoid the censors that they claim monitor her social media posts. So what I personally believe is that uh, she is submitting content to a team who then has to approve it. I don't know for sure what is going on. But I think that because it does have to go through that layer of approval, she wouldn't, even if she wanted to, she wouldn't be able to send a message out that says, you know, I support the Free Britney movement and I want this conservatorship to end. So therefore, she has to sneak messages in the content that she's submitting. For example, one fan commented that if she needs help to escape, then she should wear yellow. The next day, she did wear yellow. Conspiracy? Or coincidence? I don't know. It's hard because I think her Instagram is one of the reasons that um, people tend to think it's a conspiracy theory. But at the same time, I do think if everything she posts has to be approved, that that would be the only way that she could communicate. So I don't know if I necessarily believe the wear yellow and then she wears yellow stuff because I don't think that I'm not sure the approval process, like she gives content. I'm not sure how long that process takes, but it doesn't seem like it would be that fast. Um, I work in marketing, so I do know a little bit about how those types of things work. But I do think like when she's posted videos about astrology books that she's been reading, or sometimes you'll even see paparazzi photos where the book that she's reading is in clear view and it'll be a book that, tells the story of a woman becoming empowered or like, so I, I do think that there are little clues like that, but overall I think that her team team con, as we like to call them uses her social media to create this, this narrative that she's crazy. So whatever is going on with her Instagram, it doesn't change the central argument of the free Britney movement. It, it doesn't matter and shouldn't affect the movement. I think that um, there are some people who believe that Britney has full control of her Instagram and that what we see on it is exactly um, who she is, is uh, ex- that she's using social media exactly as you and I would. There are other fans who believe she has no access to it, that her team is crafting these posts to make her look unstable and therefore make people think that she needs a conservatorship. Um, I'm at neither of those extremes. I think that, you know, Brittany is sneaking messages out, you know, maybe just for fun, you know, not, I don't think she's taking it seriously uh, or realizes that she, um, you know, this is not necessarily the best avenue to, 
to communicate to the public? I don't think it matters because this conservatorship was fraudulent from the beginning. Um, So many of her civil, civil liberties were violated. They didn't notify her. It was planned in advance. The whole 72 hour hold was planned so that they could get this all taken care of. I mean, it was a huge orchestrated fraudulent mess. The medical claim, I mean, something that people don't always get right away because this is really complicated, but if she is mentally ill, then she should be, well, she shouldn't be in a conservatorship either way. Conservatorships are last resorts. If Brittany is so ill that she needs this conservatorship, then they sure as hell shouldn't have been propping her up on a stage to perform and make money for them for 12 years. So it's it's one or the other. And we have all these male celebrities who have done way worse things than Britney has done. Justin Bieber, when he went through his phase, Charlie Sheen, and they're not in conservatorships. So it's just, it's fraudulent and bogus and she should not be in it at all. Having spoken to a number of people involved in this case and reading many of the comments made publicly by those involved, there does seem to be something missing from this story that we're not being told. It's been hard to get to the truth and get honest answers out of anyone. The Free Britney movement are adamant in their belief that Britney is being held against her will in a conservatorship she doesn't need. The conservatorship team, led by her father, are adamant that she needs to remain inside it. We've seen it alleged by Britney's supporters that Jamie's large team of lawyers and advisers could well have an ulterior motive to keep Britney in the conservatorship. But different judges, over many years, who have access to all the financial and medical records that we don't, have decided that it is in Britney's best interest to remain in this conservatorship. Whether or not there's an end to the conservatorship really depends on Britney, said Jamie Spears' lawyer, Vivian Thoreen. If she wants to end her conservatorship, she can file a petition to end it, she said. Andrew Wallet, Britney's co-conservator of her finances from 2008 to 2019, said, Britney to this day does not have the capacity to sign documents and make decisions for herself. Protecting her assets is very important, and for that the conservatorship has to stay in place because she is susceptible to undue influences. He added that she could potentially be in the conservatorship for the rest of her life. He claimed that the Free Britney campaign only complicated matters when they don't have a clue, he said, about the conservatorship. Sam Ingham, her lawyer, also said only late last year that Britney does not have capacity to sign a declaration. Greg Stiffelman, Britney's lawyer from before the conservatorship, told me cryptically... The Free Britney team is a passionate and enthusiastic group of outsiders looking in. There's something more to this story that we're missing. We mentioned earlier that there have been media reports that argue Britney's estate is worth less than expected, but there are obvious reasons for this. Yes, she's received a decent income from the years she's been active, from touring, album sales and her Las Vegas shows but lucrative advertising revenues are obviously not as prevalent as they used to be, and we know that there are a lot of outgoings due to her conservatorship. Sam Ingham, her attorney, is paid $500,000 a year. 
Lou Taylor's TriStar was paid a substantial fee to manage her estate that was thought to also be as much as $500,000 some years. Her father was receiving at least $192,000 a year in 2012, but asked this to be increased the following year. And this amount doesn't include expenses or his office and housing allowance. And Andrew Wallet was earning just shy of half a million dollars a year to be her co-conservator of the finances until 2019. We're not sure how much Jodie Montgomery, the conservator of her person, is earning, and we also don't know how much other members of the professional team for Britney's estate were earning. That team consisted of Britney's long-term entertainment manager, Larry Rudolph, her talent agency, CAA, her publicist, Rogers & Cohen, a social media team, Crowdsurf, and an entertainment law firm, currently Lepolt Law PC. Over the years, some of these teams have come and gone, but it gives an idea of the scale of the wider team working with Britney. Plus, there's the team of attorneys, including Vivian Lee Torin, who work on Jamie Spears' legal team, which Britney pays for. In 2018, records show that the conservatorship legal fees amounted to over $1.1 million. Other family members have also been receiving some funds from Britney's estate. Her brother Brian supposedly received a payment of $200,000 for services rendered prior to the conservatorship. And her sister, Jamie Lynn, may not have received any cash, but court records show many of her flights are paid out of Britney's estate. And of course, her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, receives at least $360,000 a year in child support. All of this is only a fraction of her outgoings. Andrew Wallet claimed there were hundreds of people on Britney's payroll. And from looking at the non-redacted financial reports, we can see six-figure fees for staff members, including security, as well as other staff costs. Britney does or has owned up to 15 different businesses and multiple properties. None of this is cheap. But are the millions of dollars that the conservatorship costs worth it? On the grand scheme of things, perhaps Britney thinks it is. According to many people I spoke to, and the argument that Jamie Spears has made, is that without the conservatorship, Britney would not be worth the $60 million she's reported to be worth today, but actually be bankrupt. Even though Britney was making nearly three quarters of a million dollars a month when she was put into conservatorship, a number of people, admittedly not all of them are independent parties, have said she was in heavy debt at the time of her conservatorship. Vivian Lee Torin, Jamie's attorney, has claimed Spears was in debt prior to the conservatorship and Lou Taylor's team has told me their estate went from being in debt to being worth well over $60 million during the conservatorship. This is a story about a fiercely loyal, loving and dedicated father who rescued his daughter from a life-threatening situation. People were harming her and they were exploiting her, said Therene. Jamie saved Britney's life, she says. The singer's assets were clearly being mismanaged and she was being taken advantage of financially by some of those around her. He's collaborated with her to help her regain custody of her children. He's brought her finances back from disaster and he's created a safe environment for her to live her life the way she wants, away from the media that caused so much pain. Wallet said in an affidavit that at the beginning of the conservatorship, the estate was nearly out of funds and cash equivalents. 
The problems, he said, were of epic proportions over a period of years. Extraordinary skills have been employed by all in order to achieve the results enjoyed at the present time. We all assume that Brittany wants out of it. Her brother Brian even said she's always wanted to get out of it. But what if it's her father who is the problem and not the actual conservatorship itself? I don't really understand why Brittany hasn't told us what's going on. Like, I don't really understand. She could get a book deal tomorrow, you know, unless for some reason with her conservatorship, she can't. Lou Taylor's team have said that Brittany went into the conservatorship voluntarily. But at no time during the 13-year history of the conservatorship has Brittany asked the court to terminate it. You know, she didn't like going to all these depositions and she wouldn't show up. And, and, and by, by, by being essentially declared a child... She couldn't be deposed anymore. Like she couldn't do anything legal anymore. And she and that was something she might have found kind of appealing at the beginning um, because she didn't want to have to deal with any of that. You know, there may have been benefits to having the conservatorship as well. One of these benefits could have been avoiding some legal proceedings against her. One attorney I spoke to who didn't want to talk on the record for fear of reprisals said that being under a conservatorship may have precluded her from giving deposition. Although a conservatee and that conservatee's estate can still be sued whilst under a conservatorship, it is not protection from creditors. Lou Taylor's team said that during the prior 12 years, the TriStar served as Britney's estate manager. It went from being in debt and facing tens of millions of dollars of lawsuits to a current value of well over $60 million. We know at the time of her conservatorship she was being sued by her former manager Larry Rudolph, although for what exactly and for how much aren't public knowledge, and Rudolph hasn't come back to me. And it was reported in 2011 that Brand Sense Partners, the company that helped launch Britney's fragrance line, was suing Britney and her family for $10 million for breach of contract for not paying the 35% commission they owed them. They also haven't confirmed to me whether this case was settled or not. There could well be other small civil cases from members of her wider team or members of the paparazzi who may well have tried to file suits against Brittany for damages she caused in the numerous tussles they had in 2007. Brittany hasn't appeared in court once during the years of her conservatorship and a number of lawyers have told me that this is a little strange. At any point, she could have gone to court and told the courts she wants out. But she hasn't. This, argue Britney's fans, is because her attorney Sam Ingham, who makes $10,000 a week from Britney, would obviously advise her to remain in the conservatorship and away from court. Samuel Ingham has said that he has advised Britney not to speak to the court and that he needs to be her voice in the courtroom. That said, probate reform advocates that we we've spoken to like Rick Black, who spoke last week on the virtual rally, make it very clear that Brittany needs to go talk to the judge in person. And so that's, that's one of the reasons I started wondering again about Samuel Ingham's intentions. As Dr. Spar explained in the previous episode, if there's a belief that the conservatee is substantially unable to manage their finances or resist undue influence effectively that they might be tricked out of their money by boyfriends, managers or others around them, then the benchmark for being under a conservatorship is not all that high. The Free Britney movement may well be in the dark and without all the facts, but their hearts are in the right place and they genuinely want the best for Britney. Britney. 
But perhaps Brittany is being advised to keep quiet and remain in the conservatorship for her own good. Or perhaps her physical and mental health is much worse than many assume. Or perhaps she's not being given advice in good faith and is being held against her will. Right now, we don't know. What we do know is that the court system that is meant to protect the most vulnerable sometimes fails in its role. Some judges just want cases off their dockets and some attorneys just want to line their pockets. In this story, there are few heroes and any number of potential villains. But it could well be Brittany who becomes the final heroine of this tale. Her very public 13 years under conservatorship may well be the catalyst for change to a system that is in need of reform. And that reform might save thousands of others from the cost, pain and anguish conservatorships can too often cause. This week, Britney's team will return to court and the case continues. This show was written and narrated by myself, Tom Pattinson. Additional production and sound design was by Danny Knowles, and Peter McCormack was the executive producer. The soundtrack was written and performed by Chris Ketley. I'd like to thank Megan Radford, Leanne Simmons and Kevin Wu from the Free Britney Movement for all their help throughout this series. I'd also like to thank Lisa McCarley and Thomas Coleman for their explanations and introductions. In the making of this series, I requested to speak to the following people who either did not respond or declined to be interviewed. Britney Spears, Jamie Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, Lynn Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Courtney Love, Christina Aguilera, Sam Lutfi, Nigel Dick, David LaChapelle, Max Martin, Barry Rice, Samingham, Greg Stippelman, Adam Streisand, Lou Taylor, Larry Rudolph, the LA Superior Court, Judge Brenda Penny. Support for Defiance comes from Kraken, consistently rated the best and most secure Bitcoin exchange. Kraken puts the power in your hands to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. With 24-7, 365 world-class customer support, you can trust Kraken to support you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Available at kraken.com or via the mobile app, which is on the Apple or Android app stores. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N-P-R-O. Support also comes from BlockFi. With bank interest rates so low at the moment, there needs to be a new way of doing things, and BlockFi allows just that. With a BlockFi interest account, you can earn up to 8.6% APY on cryptocurrency deposits with interest paid monthly into your account. BlockFi has a loan account which allows you to borrow money at rates as low as 4.5%, so you can keep control of your Bitcoin whilst freeing up some cash. Not only that, BlockFi has a credit card coming out which allows you to earn up to 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every purchase. Accounts are quick to set up, flexible and secure. BlockFi really is the future of finance. To find out more, head to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. 